living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is not just a game. This here is my life. Hello, everybody. Live from a beautiful day in Southern California. I'm Omar Miller, your host, and it's the Ozone. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat for you today in this post-fight weekend edition of the Ozone. We have a special guest, arguably trainer of the year. Uh, He's coming in, and he's coming in hot. He's enjoying his time in Los Angeles. So he's going to come in and hang with us for a second. You've heard him here before. Derek James who received the WBC belt last night to go along with his IBF belt for training now unified champion Earl Spence Jr. Can't wait to talk to him, talk about the fights. We had a lot of action last night at the Staples Center. A uh, little bit of a debacle from Fox as far as everybody's tickets and everybody's credentials and yada, 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 yada. But I am happy that I went. I'm here with my brother Terry, the icons as usual. How do you feel today? You don't seem happy to be with me. Well, what can you do? You get who you get in life. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> and I've got mail. And you've got job. <laughs> so, uh, gonna start this piece with baseball. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Who's in <laughs> the house? The postseason is in the house, folks. The bracket is set. It's go time. And the Houston Astros have done something absurd. The Houston Astros are the first team ever to lead the major leagues in most pitching strikeouts with 1,671 and fewest hitting strikeouts with 1,166. In the age of the game not being played the right way, if you will, and I say that in air quotes because the way I learned how to play was the right way, but now this it's a new world. It's a new era. But one thing that I've noticed is, is the teams that win the World Series are the teams that play the game that traditional way. They move runners over. They hit the ball up the middle. They hit the ball the other way. They make contact. They make contact. They catch the ball. They field the ball. They throw the ball. They hit the ball. And keeping the ball in play is critical with that, and that is a big advantage for them, not striking out as much as the rest of the league. Right. And it's the Astros, once again, who's leading all those categories, not striking out with defense. And the only thing that they don't do well, like we spoke before, is running the bases. They're not like crazy great at running the bases. And the title runs through Houston. They got 106 wins. Crazy. Which is absurd. That is crazy. <laughs> that is so many wins. That is a lot of wins, dude. <laughs> That's a lot. Okay. 107. Sorry, they won today. They beat the, <laughs> they beat the Angels. 107 and 55. That is a, uh, that's a nice season, Another springer dinger. Man, and so that means they got postseason home advantage the entire way through. Not good news for anybody. And the only team that actually also has that is the Dodgers in the National League, who put up a great season once again. I mean, you came in front of the Dodgers, 106 wins. This could be a rematch from two years ago, potentially. It's a clash of the Titans. What I want to talk about is uh, uh, the playoff matchups that we know about and the playoff matchups that are to come. It's also kind of cool that Madison Bumgarner's season ended with an at-bat against, against Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> what did he do? Did he K or did he? No, uh, let's hear it. He got a standing ovation from the Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh. From the uh, uh, Giants? From the, yeah, from the, I, I thought it was AT&T. I know they changed the name of the stadium. Yeah. I can't remember. It was Pac Bell. I remember when it opened, it was Pac Bell. Man, I was there. Then it there. was AT&T. Then it was AT&T. Man, Pac Bell, they used to charge so much money for phone service in general. Oh, my God. Now they turned over to AT&T. They still charge a lot. Anyways, here it is, John. And he got jumped on, by the way. He got shelled. 
Five nothing. How do you like that? <laughs> Hi, Madison. Go, go away. Go in the way party. <laughs> Big o- ovation. And let's see what the AB was. Clayton Kershaw. Oh, he swung for the fences on Kersh. <laughs> this is outstanding. Three two pitch. I got a feel it's a K coming. What do we got? No, no. We got a ooh, line drive. Line drive to third base. Well, that's how the season ended for one Madison Bumgarner. The one thing that we do know is going down is the National League wild card is up first. It's going to be hosted by the Washington Nationals, and it's going to be against the Milwaukee Brewers because the Cardinals held on and clinched the, the title, which was huge. And the Cardinals came in the front door because they, I mean, it was in their own destiny. They, they, the destiny was in their own hands. Yeah. And they they did it the right way. If there's a wrong way to win, the, you know. The, the, well, you got to get in the playoffs either way it goes, but yeah. you need to win the division. And because in that situation, by, yeah. they were going to be in a position where they ended with the same record as Milwaukee, then would have to play a tie-break game with Milwaukee to then have to play a wild-card game against the Nationals. Exactly. So you lose all your weapons within that process. And you know that they were mad, the Cubs, uh, uh, the teams were mad at the Cubs for not playing their starters all the way through. Well, and you and got big, not, you got big news coming out there. Joe Madden made it official, and yeah. as usual, he was very, very professional. Let's hear what Joe Madden had to say in fifteen seconds. Man, Major League Baseball does a they they play a lot of ads. Can't get paid, <laughs> man. Huh? Huh? Ready, Joe. Last night, uh, back in uh, my hotel room and split a really nice bottle of wine. Several. What, what, what kind was it? Camus, a nice bottle of Camus. And uh, we, we spent probably 30, 40 minutes together really celebrating uh, an unbelievable five-year run. We thought back to when we first got together down at the, the beach in Pensacola, and we never could have imagined um, this working out as well as it did. And I, I personally never could have imagined having... <clears throat> Such a wonderful partner, uh, someone so loyal and supportive and someone from whom I learned so much about baseball and life and uh, someone who I consider a lifelong friend and um, which, uh, and our friendship continues. We just talked about it going yeah. through going through a transition. And uh, we me. both agreed um, that this is a... Uh, uh, this type of change is that it's time and that this type of change is a win-win it's going to be great for Joe mm-hmm. uh, at a wonderful point in his life he's going to he won't talk about this right now but I will he's going to there's going to be a bidding war for his services and there should be and he's in a great position and I, I so look forward to his next chapter in baseball and in life and, and it's going to be good for the Cubs too uh, I think we're at a point where um, we just need a little bit of change and some uh, something new and, and and that's natural that's the natural way of things change if you embrace it the right way is uh, good for all of us it's just time and that happens and uh, great life I've, I've talked to you about from the from a book I recently read never deny the truth of bad news and in a way bad news but also good news at the same time we're both going to move on Cubs are going to flourish hopefully I get a chance to do this somewhere else uh, but uh, there's no tear shed it's a good moment for everybody, and, and we're both excited about our futures. That was Joe Madden and Theo Epstein in probably the most amicable divorce of a, of a head coach and general manager that I've ever seen. You know, Madden puts you in the mind of Phil Jackson in a lot of ways with he the books and the theories. He gives you Zen master work. You're right. He does. And you can't be mad at him. I want to say, for one, he broke their curse. 
And he got the Cubs over the hump, down 3-1 in the World Series in 2016. I never thought they were going to come back in that World Series. But how can you dismiss him and so politely and then say that, you know, we're growing from here? Where can you grow? Where can you actually go? Yeah. I don't know. But what happened was it seems what, they, what they're claiming is he lost his ability to motivate the guys. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 had the world, they won the World Series. They had a World Series hangover. And they were never able to get it back together to motivate the guys to be as good as they were in that one year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think that you can really blame Joe Madden for guys not pitching the ball or catching the ball. Because this season defense. they had terrible defense. You will, never win, you will never win a World Series with bad defense. No. It they just, didn't win it's their, not going to happen. They didn't win their World Series with bad defense. They sure didn't. They sure didn't. They had good defense. And Kyle Hendrick was great. They, they had, had good pitching. Good pitching across the board. So, anyways, who do you like in this uh, in 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 this wild card game? Milwaukee versus the Nationals. Nationals. They have better pitching. And then the Nationals are starting with Mad Max, and it, Dave Martinez said it was a no doubter. He said everybody said, "Why don't you start Strasburg?" He said, "Max is my guy," and Steven Strasburg stepped up and said, "And by the way, if need be, I can close games. I used to close." Yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. They shut you down. They shut you down, and they have the arms to do it. They got the arms starters to do it. with the starters, you know, yeah. so they don't have to rely on the bullpen. Yep. And then on Wednesday, we got the uh, Tampa Bay Rays at the Oakland Athletics. I, I'm honestly going to take Tampa Bay. Charlie Morton's on the bump against TBD for the A's. Yeah, that's not going to work. But <laughs> Charlie Morton has works. Yeah, it works all the time. For it everybody. works. It works a lot, and it has been working ever since the World Series, to be honest. That old season, it worked for him. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Which leaves us to to say that whoever wins that National League wildcard game is going to play the Dodgers. You think it's going to be the Nationals, who actually, I think, match up well with the Dodgers. But the series to watch, in my opinion, is the Braves and the Cardinals. The Braves series. and the Cardinals is a tight series. I think the winner of that goes out and goes to the World Series. I agree. I agree fully, and I can't really call the winner of that. I've been saying this. I've been saying this to Cardinals all season long. I have to go with the Cardinals, but the Braves are a great team, and when they young, get hot, too. that's the thing. They're young. Young. I'm very interested to see which Dallas Keuchel shows up. I, I don't you know, know. Get the real Dallas Keuchel, but that's only one person. Everybody else is suspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Fulton Hayward, and they're, and the bullpen is suspect. I had him on my fantasy squad, and he was a bump. Yeah. Now, the series that everybody thinks is a wash that's going to be better than you think it is. Mark my words on this: is the New York Yankees versus the Minnesota Twins. I take the Twins. Ooh, chop. Wow, you go straight up on the Twins. Yep. Yankees with home field. Yankees got home field. Short porch. Twins got more power. The Twins have better pitching. Wow. And we don't know whether or not James Paxson is hurt. And Yankee fans were going stone right. nuts because he was pitching. But what's he going to do? Start the, the playoffs on 12 days rest? Yeah, and they're supposed to get home field anyway. They were playing for home field at yeah, that point. Yeah, they were, they were playing for something. Yeah. And the Astros would then potentially face Tampa. Actually, I, I think the A's match up better with the Astros than Definitely. Tampa does. But we're going to see what happens. All right, folks, that's our quick postseason wrap up uh, uh, as far as as far as our preview for Major League Baseball. We're going to be at you a lot this month because that's our favorite thing. Our second favorite thing includes our special guest today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, last night, if you signed up for the pay-per-view, you did not get cheated at all. Clearly, the fight of the year happened last night at the Staples Center. A fight broke out. And one of the men who trained the winner, the trainer of the winner, one of the men who had an influential role on the night is here right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you picked up a belt last night. 
Yes, I did. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> who dropped a good 20, 30 pounds since the last time we talked to him. His voice even sounds leaner now, folks. I'm here to tell you. I'm, I'm going to talk to him. I might have to, to report down to Dallas for some 150-degree eat right. and a couple of months of training. You won't even recognize me on TV next time. That's right. Uh, we got Derek James here, ladies and gentlemen. Family of the Ozone, congratulations. Thank you. Wow. appreciate that very much. Man, Thank you. Man, oh, man. Now I want to I want to jump right in it. We told we jump told right some in. people that you were coming. Yeah. We have some calls to play because our 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 fan base is excited to hear about how you crafted the plan to put together that dub. Okay. This is what I want to talk about. Wide cards on both sides. Right, right, right. It was a split decision, a majority split that you guys got. Right. 116-111, 116-112. And one judge had it one fifteen one twelve, I do believe, for Porter. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So Fox messed up our tickets. I was gonna holler at you, but I figured you were busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox messed up our tickets. Me and Terry ended up on different sides of the arena. Right, yeah. On my side of the arena, I had to fight going into the eleventh round six four for for a porter. On his side of the arena, we were texting back and forth. Yeah. He had it possibly 7-3 for Earl. Yeah. 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 Now, how? what did it look like from your, obviously, you got the ultimate yeah, view. Right. You know what I mean? What did it look like for you? We obviously, we didn't get to hear what you were saying in the, you know, in the right, corner. Right, right, right. Talk to us about the fight. So really, man, what happened was that it was, it was uh, we knew it was going to be a tough, grueling fight. Everybody. Faith Sean knows that. We knew that what he was going to bring to the table was going to be amazing. Cause he's gonna he's gonna keep the pressure on high pressure, and then the skill set and his punch accuracy is where he falls short because he doesn't he doesn't wow. connect he doesn't land a lot of shots. He may come with the tenacity, and it's like a lot of show, but he never he doesn't land a lot of shots. So we knew that also. So we had to make sure we were able to punch him between his punches. One of the things, but you know when you watch the fight, man, from my perspective, I'm sitting there watching it. I always see a close fight. Okay. And the reason why is because I always have to keep pushing my guy to be better, to do better, to do better. To not leave it in the ref's hands. Right. The judge's hands, right? And so and so throughout the whole night he was trying to get and he was landing some pretty hard good shots. Oh my goodness, he hit Sean hard last yeah, night. And and Sean landed some shots, but they were not shots like L landed. No. You know, so um those body shots the body shots were devastating. Yeah. I, listen, put it like this. My shoulder is feeling better now, but like when we work in the midst, my shoulder, he knocked my shoulder out of place. Wow. I he get, got serious pop, this I get, kid. I get a massage every every Sunday. To stay loose. Just to, to working stay, with Earl Spence Jr. I'm tight. Right. Like, right. You, you loose and but you, you know, you get tight. So it's like uh, yeah, he's a big puncher. So the punches that Sean endured, I mean, I don't even know. Because I mean the chin and body of granite. Uh, it was. Right, I right. do believe that this is the first time that I've seen Earl completely and totally open up his arsenal. Right, right, right. I, I literally saw everything but the kitchen sink out there. The only thing that I felt like he didn't throw was that uppercut. And I felt like the uppercut was available. And it was the only punch that I didn't see him throw consistently. But I will say this. Watching him turn over that hook in the 11th round was so clutch. It was beautiful. I'm a I'm a I'm a clutch dude. Right, right. right. I love clutch. Right, right. When I played sports, I was clutch. Right. You can give me the guy that is mediocre all year but is clutch 
over the guy that gives you glitz and glamour and a bunch of numbers and, and can't and come through. Frightened in the clutch. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you guys don't know the scores on the, the judges' cards. You know what I mean? I heard afterwards. But yeah. No, no, but no, no. But I'm talking about during the fight. During the fight, you guys don't know. So you have to be thinking, this is tight. And he's thinking, this is tight. And he clutched up with a big left, with a left that he caught him with a lot. It wasn't like that was the only time he caught him with it. But I think it was the body work that actually got him to that point, right? Right. You know, if you think about this, even in the beginning of the fight, right, he started hitting him in the body from the first. Sure did. Opening bell. Right, yeah, hit him in the body. And but the opening bell, he hit it with straight shots. But when he was able to turn under the middle, in the middle, yeah, and second, third, fourth, fifth. So you see, like in the fourth round, Sun started slowing down. He sure did. He stopped engaging. He started bouncing and just trying to jump in and jump out because he was like, I can't, I I can't go at him like that because you. He ate a lot of shots. Then I said, I said, listen. We're gonna get to the inside. I said, go to the inside. You're beating him up on the inside. And I told him before the fight. Which to me was a surprise because that was actually some real uh, stud work because going to the inside in that scenario, the the common logic would be the dude is trying to get in my chest. I keep him at a distance because I have the length and so on and so forth. It was, you say that it became evident that Earl was like, all right. Forget it. Let's, let's just trade. It, let's, let's mix it, it up on the inside. On the inside. Right, right, yeah. Which you would think, in theory, would favor Porter. Yeah, because it's like the taller guy. But remember we said earlier, he doesn't land a lot of shots. So uh-huh. he throws punches. He has a lot of, like, uh, volume. Volume, but not, not a lot, a lot a of connections. connections. Yeah. So what he did was I said, well, you go into the fight, he said, well, okay, you're a taller guy. He got to come to us. So we're going to try to catch him when he's coming in. I said, or... He'll try to counter punch us. I said, but what we want to do is make sure we're going to go right in the chest. So if we're right in the middle, everything he throws has to be on the outside because he's not throwing here. If we control the center, it means everything has to come like that. And that's that's actually the few the, the punches that he did land, the few bigger shots that he landed yeah. were those shots. Right. When he wasn't necessarily, even with his head down, I remember him landing a big left with over his head top. down over the top. Right. Yeah, over the top to snap the, uh, Earl's neck. Right. But it's interesting to hear that from a strategic standpoint. Yeah. Right. Because the execution that your fighter had was incredible. Right. The discipline that he had. This is, and this is what you don't see now. No. You see guys with a good game plan, and they don't stick and to you it. you got to have somebody who right. can execute that. Right. Now, if you come up with the game plan, uh-huh, do you come up with the game plan together, or do you just come up with I mean, the game plan yourself? I come yourself? up with the game plan. I mean, and I do, like, scenarios and situations, mm-hmm. right? Because within a fight, I knew going into the fight, Sean's going to be a boxer. Mm-hmm. I knew going to a fight, he's going to have to realize that, that it's not working, do something else. So regardless of how much you box, Errol's going to have to box. But a fight's going to break out. So you have, <laughs> And one broke out, Jack, man oh man. And so you have to prepare him for the fight. Uh-huh. And so, But what we did was we prepared for the fight to fight 12 rounds. And then, so, and then not only that, we had it to where he would box some rounds. And... Man, you see how when he hit him with the shot, he rotated. I mean, it, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Hips, way he, shoulder roll. Yeah. And then when they were against the ropes, he turned him. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And so, you know, it was kind of like he would turn him. Sean was trying to turn uh-huh. him. But at the same all There was a lot of do do that went on because yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want it to feel like. One thing that if you didn't watch the fight, find the fight. The fight will be available eventually. I don't know if Fox does it yeah. like. It's still for sale. 
Oh, it's still for sale. Still for sale, yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go, go buy the fight today. You're right. not going to get ripped you're off. You're still not going to get ripped off. Yeah. Even if you know who wins the fight, yeah, right, right. you're not going to get ripped right, off. Right, right. And honestly, this fight low-key is kind of like a clinic if you want to get involved in watching fights. Right. It's a difficult fight to score. I agree with Keith Thurman, and I want to play something that Keith Thurman said after the fight that I feel like is very accurate. I mean, look. I mean, I've said this many times, and I feel like this is another fight that really proves it, right? You got 20,000 people watching. You got hundreds of thousands that paid for the pay-per-view, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I saw it. You saw it. There's three people that matter. There's three people whose opinions matter. There's three people whose opinions will be heard. Everybody else is everybody else. So, I mean, he can win the fight. It Split decision is a good decision. But I still had the margins close tighter than that. You know? But that's me. When Sean Porter's doing what Sean Porter does, there's certain judges that give him a lot of credit because he's put in a lot of work. There's other judges that give him no credit. And why is that? Because they don't see what he's doing. It's so short. It's on the inside. It's being smothered. As long as the guy is composed and and has his hands up in some fashion, if you're not like my coach Ben Getty said when we were in the amateur back in the day when it was a point system. If you're not slapping their head back, if you're not turning heads, what are you doing? It's hard to tell what you're doing if that's not what you're doing. But it seemed like that's what Sean was doing up until the knockdown. He was, he was the well, guy. But that's what I'm saying, you know. But they're so short. They're so short. You know, it's like right hook. There was there was a time he hit Spence with like, what, four uppercuts? Did y'all say? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, damn, Sean. How did you compare this performance from? So I hear what he's saying there. And because Sean does a lot of stuff that benefits and actually also doesn't benefit from him being small. Yeah, but it was something that you said as well is that from your point of view, it looked like that to you as well. But from my point of view, yeah, now I Keith, saw something. Now, now Keith and I were sitting on the same sides. Yeah. We were sitting very, actually very close to each other. Right, yeah. Every single person that I talked to on Terry's side of the arena since the fight was like, Oh man, I don't, I don't know if Sean, why he barely won any rounds T- to me. Yeah. I mean, because you watch Errol's defense was unbelievable. But I mean, that right. on the inside, he was blocking. He was, he was parrying. Well, that's what they don't see. He blocked shots. He was rolling with him. Oh, he sure he was. was slipping them. So blocking shots, people equate that with possibly landing. I personally feel like there needs to be a new or a more clarified system of scoring in boxing. Really? Uh, seriously. Not because there's anything wrong with the system. There's something wrong with the way that the system is explained to the audience. True. There is no other sport. I say this all the time. There's no other sport where you don't know what the score is going into the last inning, the last second, the last inning. No other sport. And I've always felt like CompuBox is suspect. I can't okay. trust CompuBox because I've seen too many times CompuBox tells me one guy landed three times, a punches the other guy didn't. I watched the fight. And that's actually just not true. Not right. True. So there needs to be something. Because and that's why I wanted to hear your perspective from where you sit at ringside yeah, right. and talking to your guy. Because from my perspective, Sean ate a lot of shots. That's not even in question. Right. Th- that's not that's not in question. But Sean also gave Earl more fits than I've seen anybody give him. Oh, without a doubt. Without Earl woke up today knowing he got in a fight. True. And and I don't. That's not a bad thing. That's oh, he got in a fight. That's he's a what fighter. You get paid for it. Yeah. He's a fighter. Right. But. 
And I don't know if I was influenced because of the way that the gamblers disrespected the fight as being so lopsided or by the way that the judges ended up calling the fight. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, the difference is the fight was even like it was because of the way Errol fought, not because of the way Sean fought, because of the strategy we had. Not because Sean's strategy was what it was going to be. It came by one thing, and it had to turn into another thing. And then a lot of times— he would be getting hit, and he would just, just go, kind of like go all out, and just start turning angles, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and and it was like, it really burns more energy than anything. You know what I mean, and so, but uh, we, it's like it had Arrow sit back in boxing, moved in box, it would it would have been kind of like a boring fight. It would have been a yeah. much different fight, and it would have been a much less action packed fight. Also. I actually think that's how you play games and get and lose a decision. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you don't engage with a guy like Sean who's applying so much pressure. Right, right. It looks like, like you're, you're running. running. Yeah, it yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. it looks like you're running as you're opposed running, yeah. to standing in it cuz he stood in there and I mean everybody, you know, that watches fights is like, man, Sean is one of the most awkward fighters around right. and also one of the toughest fighters right. around. And Earl stood in there and basically said I'm the bigger guy. Oh, yeah. I was amazed. By ring. I was amazed how strong Arrow was. Yeah. I mean, compared to Sean. Basically, yeah. You, you know what's funny about it is this: look. he had great leverage. He had great leverage. Yeah, balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I. The yeah. great leverage that right. they're they're yeah. tied. That leverage and that balance are tied. Right, right. Because for somebody who's tall, I don't like fooling around with shorter people. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Because the short center of gravity is a it's a problem. They have the whoever's lowest. Who's ever lowest has the leverage. Has, that's right. I have the leverage when it comes to dropping the punch. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. But he's got the leverage when it comes to movement yeah, and like yeah exactly tree trunk. Yeah. Right. So you know if you think about this, like a lot of people say, fight was close, it was tight. But think about this. L showed they had, going into the Mikey fight. They thought he was one dimensional, right? Coming out of the Mikey fight, they realized he can box. Right. Then he said, okay, I outboxed the boxer. Yes. And I outbanged the banger. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Y'all brought the brawler. <laughs> yeah, I brought the brawler. Yeah. So when you think about it, he showed the certain dimensions that people didn't even think he could do. Cause they said, oh, he's got all the tools. They said, what's going to happen when Errol gets in a dog fight? He's going to fight back. And, and I'm going to tell you something. We talked about it on the Ozone before we even met you. Yeah. The level of respect that should have been in place from him going, from you guys going over there and taking the belt from Kell Brook has never been installed. It's never been properly, uh, it has never, ever been properly shown, in my opinion. It hadn't been. Because, one, if you go back and watch that fight, that was a hard fight, man. But you know what? I, I feel like they still don't have the level of respect that they should because even after the fight, listen to the guys. I know that they're trying to get in the ring and fight him now, but a lot of them are. When I watch a lot of the, the after, you know, the commentary yeah. with a bunch of the fighters, they're saying, you know, they don't want to give him credit for what he's doing out there. And I feel like he's very, a generational guy. And I don't know if it's just a ploy to try to get him in the ring. Very rarely do people want to give the best guy the credit for being the best guy. That's why statistics are so important in a game like baseball mm-hmm. or in a game like tennis. Right. Or you know what I mean? That this is why the stats when it when it comes down to certain things, I can't deny that that Justin Verlander carved this year. Right. I can say whatever I want to about how he's not this and he's not that. Justin Verlander just struck out 300 people in 120 some games. Yeah. What else can I say? It is what it is. Now, now when you play, and with, I can't front on Roger Federer. I can't front on Serena Williams. Right. You can front on boxers if you want to, by saying this other stuff. Now, where they're going to lose with that is 
<laughs> just like Earl said in the ring, Al Heyman lines him up and he knocks him down. <laughs> There's only so much. I can tell you this much. I mean, I understand the stables, and last night was like a showcase for Al to showcase that he owns the welterweight division landscape. The guy on the outside is Terrence Crawford, who I personally think is overrated, and I've yeah. said that a long time. Not that I'm mad at Terrence. No. I like I like Bud's work, and I like Bud's work a lot at 140. Since Bud's been at 147, partially because of the stable situation, but partially just because of whatever Bob Arum is doing, he hasn't fought nobody at 47. I haven't seen anything at 47 that's on Test him. You knocking out Jeff Horn in nine rounds is not impressive to me. No. That's not that's not impressive. In nine rounds. <laughs> in nine, nine rounds. rounds. Yeah. A guy that that really you could see Manny Pacquiao let up on yeah. so that he wouldn't hurt him at one point and then ended up getting robbed. Fight. Yeah. yeah. And then ended up getting robbed behind that yeah. because he fought the guy in Australia. Right. Then the other cat that he fought, the Latino cat, I can't remember his name. He fought that other guy. Benavidez, the Benavidez. The other Benavidez. That's yeah. it is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's David's brother? It's older brother, yeah. Oh, oh, really? Oscar Benavidez is, what's, his, what's the cat's name? Uh, no, it's not uh, Oscar. No, uh, it's uh, Jose Benavidez. Jose Benavidez. Yeah. And he beat him up and knocked him out in the twelfth round. He had the bad but leg too. He had bum leg, but either way it goes. But he had trouble with he had trouble with that. At, bit. at a certain point, but the thing is, that guy's not he's not elite top five of the yeah. welterweights. Yeah. If you if you're talking about the welterweights right now, clearly it's Earl Sean. I mean, you can throw Keith in there, Manny. I wouldn't throw and, Keith in. and and Crawford. Who else you got then? There's only five dudes. I'm saying five dudes. Yeah, but I can throw Keith in the Keith. In the- Out of five dudes? Who else is it then? But Keith so in- do you think you throw Danny in there? Yeah, I would throw Danny in you there. You put Danny above Keith. Yeah, because Keith honestly needs to take Keith- time off. Yeah, but Keith beat up Danny before he needed but to that take was time back, off. That was back in the day. Was- I, I'm with you. Listen, I'm the last one. I'm Keith, not- Keith is not what he used to be. I agree with that. Although Keith did come on strong late against Manny. But Manny- I agree. With- I, listen, I'm not fighting you. I'm not fighting you on that. But what I'm saying, I personally, I think don't none of them want no smoke, child. Don't, don't, uh, uh, Danny Garcia, Swift, yeah, no, Swift Danny. don't want no smoke. No, For one, not. he had fits with Sean. The whole fight against Sean, yeah, yeah. he was looking at the ref. He sure was. The pressure was eight, was way too much for him. Right, right, right. And he was trying to complain about being mauled in the rough fight and this, that, and the other. Now, one thing I will say about this fight is in the brawling, potential dirty fighting, so on and so forth that people talk about, I don't think that Sean, I would say this was actually one of Sean's cleanest fights. He tried to intensely not do that. And it hurt him. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Earl was prepared to fight dirty, and he did fight dirty. He fought dirty in ways that are pro moves because they were never penalized. I have to rewatch the fight. There was at least 25 low blows within the body work. He hit him low. He hit him low. And and, 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 Sean's belt was up a little bit too. Man. Sean is five five. Bro. I know, but you it's can't, like but you can't you can't act like you. Sean had his whole twelve pack showing. Hey, look, you can't have a up to your nipples. <laughs> I'm wearing my pants and my nipples right now for the callers who can't hear. That was a personal shot from Derek to me. He went geek squad on him. <laughs> he went geek squad. <laughs> I'm just saying, you can't, you know. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, but even with that, yeah, you he know, good low. Low. He, he, he went low. low. He, he went low. low. He went low. He went hips. All of which is part of the game. I say that all day long. That's part of the game. I mean, I saw low blows. I'm like, yeah, and ref didn't say nothing. But no, he did. He did. He came to the corner and said something. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah, he said something. Interesting. Okay, he said interesting. He didn't say anything in action because a lot of times he's on the wrong side. This is what we would mm-hmm. see. So this is this is what I'm talking about. And this is kind of off subject, but overall, I think this would improve the game of boxing. I'm not for automating anything. 
there's got to be something because there's so much stuff in a boxing match that depends on where you're watching Variable, from. Huh? Like right. the ref. Right. Forget about where I'm watching from. I'm right. just a regular dude watching the fights. Right. Yeah, no doubt. But there was times, and we saw it all night. It wasn't just in that fight. We saw it all night. We saw it in the Benavidez fight. Right. Man, ben, David Benavidez fought so dirty. He got, yeah. I, I know you, you were in the back. It? Did you get to see that fight or not? I saw a little bit of it. I didn't You're throwing the elbows now. Hey, man. I saw him in with the elbow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And that was after he cut his eye. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was completely a ploy to get his eye that leaking. Was, it, it was, like, unnecessary. Because it was totally unnecessary. You had him cut. You already beat up. And he threw a punch. And he, I said, it wasn't even a punch. He threw a straight elbow. It wasn't a punch. I've thrown that before on the basketball court. It's not even a punch. That, that's a straight chicken wing. That's just right there for him. That's there. A little fried. Four piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might need six. Right, yeah. It's just wings. You know, not a lot of meat. No biscuit. But, but no, I need my biscuit. So, so, so with that, though, all of those are pro moves, in my opinion. It's the right. same thing like when you watch basketball in the post and you see somebody keep somebody down right. with their wing while they go up yeah. with the other hand. Yeah. But it's stuff that needs to be addressed somehow or another by boxing. What do you mean? Why, what do you mean by address? I mean that literally I watched David Benavidez last night hold dog on the back of oh, his yeah, head he and hit him. He did. He did. And the ref said the, nothing. From our angle, though, we could see from my angle, I could see that he was holding and hitting. But the, from the ref's angle, because his angle, from my angle, he was clearly holding and hitting. But so from where the ref was anything. standing, he could not see that he was holding in him. Yeah. We're talking four sides. Yeah. You know, we, this is the action happened. You know what I mean? So that's shame on the ref then for not being in the right, in the proper position. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. But it's impossible to be in the proper position all the time in a fight. But you know what? At the same time, I think that a lot of times referees may be experienced in being referees, but not experienced in being fighters. And so mm. you may. Wow. Be, so from, from that perspective, you know what guys could do. And so, you know, in the position, I could tell how a guy's standing, what, what punches he's going to throw. Mm-hmm. Because it's only so, if you're here, you can throw everything. But if you're leaning here, you can only throw so many punches, right? So the referee's perspective is he's going off what they study over there and whatever. But if you're not experienced with being a fighter. You won't know. You won't know. And so that's, that's a lot of, So cause even if you don't see it, you knew what you know what the probabilities are if you if you throw the punch like, hey, keep it up. Yep. I hate do this, I hate do that. Because you already know. I mean, but arrow punches were deeper. And I mean a lot of them hit it on the butter, but it, it did it did oh, No, no, no. I'm not I'm not accusing him of being a dirty fighter no, or nothing no. like that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Sean didn't even complain about that it. That was a problem for Sean. But, See, this uh, is this is my point. Yeah. And this is also there's a there's a Rashid Wallace element that took place last night, yeah. which was the ref, I'm sure included, people expect Sean to be a certain way. Now do you rough talk and to him tumble. before that before the, the thing? Do you get to talk to the ref and say, Hey, watch out for Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him I said, listen, watch out for the elbow, watch out. Because he was giving his rules, or whatever. And I chimed in. He was like, Well, you know the right hand and left handed fighters are fighting and he kind of said, Listen, but it happens a lot off more often when Sean Porter fight. Well, don't, don't, and then I started kind of talking. So let me finish my rules and then we can get to that. But, mm. you know, he, um, you just have to put it on his mind that you know you're cognizant of 100%. That, uh, that, that, uh, it's like when you're in a hoop game and you know somebody's hacking you, like, hey, man, hey, hey, keep your eye out for yeah. blah, blah, blah. Or baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah same thing. Keep this a low one. He no, likes I a low one. He likes a low one. Yeah, yeah. Like he keeps it outside. You can't so give like, him that one. Yeah. yeah. If you know, at the same time, too, a lot of the roughhousing and pushing that Sean was doing 
and pushing Arrow's head that he never complained about. So not, neither one of the guys That was a great ever, Ali move. Not, never, never, <laughs> great Ali of the guys ever complained. And this is what I was going to say as well. Not one of them. In, in, when we came to the locker rooms afterwards, yeah. one of the things that I told T was I thought it was beautiful. And since we weren't sitting next to each other during the fight, usually when we watch the fights together, we get uh-huh. to talk about this stuff, right. you know, side by side. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was beautiful was there were several clinches that they broke up. Right. That the ref didn't even break up. Right, yeah. That they broke up, or that a guy was, or that a guy was turned around, and a guy could have took a cheap shot, and he didn't take it. The referee was not really even in the fight. Not, not as much as I not expected supposed to be. I thought about it, I was like, but for a fight like this, yes, you would think he would probably interject himself right. into yeah. Yeah, a little bit more. Yep, just yeah. because yep. Of, they would be flipping, 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 flipping. I mean, like you know, so it was like, but he, I think he's like, damn, I, I think it was just so much for him to even. There was a lot. Before. Cause I think, and both of them came to fight. Nobody came to hold. Like, Nobody yeah. came to, you know what I mean. Took them uh, all of a minute and ten to fifteen seconds before they <laughs> <just> started. <laughs> just started yeah. jumping them. It was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. here we go. Yeah, yeah. Now I and let's hear let's hear what the callers have to say. I ain't gonna wear you down, but uh, I want to hear what the callers have to say because I, I know there's a lot of people that watch this fight right. that were pleasantly surprised. It's a dub for you guys, but it was very. I would say it was a win. It was a very somber mood in Sean's locker room. Yeah. Um, and I actually feel like Sean won last night uh, on the grand scheme. Right. Because there's no way you watch that fight and you're not a Sean Porter fan afterwards. Sure. Because there's a there's a David versus Goliath element that right. took place. Right. Because you watch a little guy take all that he could take right. and keep coming forward. Right. And even when he got dropped, I mean, you know, it really put me in the mind of when the tie homie dropped Chocolatito. Really? Yes. You why? know why? Because there was that delayed reaction. You remember the first time the Thai homie dropped Chocolate Tito and he uh-huh. hit him in his heart? Uh-huh. And you could see Chocolate Tito. He, kept, he was still like in it and he was like, oh, shoot. Not with Sean, though, because Sean froze, too. It was a slow motion. But Sean he was hitting a punch still and he went through with the punch, yeah. but he was completely frozen when he got hit. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. But when Chocolate Tito got hit, he went backwards and he, you could see him. He didn't go back. First, yeah, he did. He no, he didn't because Chocolatito throws a thousand punches. No, so he, he, he didn't go backwards at first. The tie homie hit him and he floated backwards on his ground. He would look like he was just in shock. He was laying on the floor in slow motion going backwards. I'm talking about the way he went down because Sean went down the same kind of way. Sean went down Sean the same kind of way. like he was way. trying to fight putting his glove on the floor. He was. <laughs> he was. And I tell you what was that beautiful. What was beautiful was Earl knows the kind of pop that he has. Because he could have hit him again. I could have hit him again. And he would have hit him again. And he would have hurt him. I said you should have hit him again. I did. It would have ended the fight. It would have ended the fight. He wouldn't have been able to. No chance. There was no No chance. chance. He he was wide open. Balancing everything at that point. And I, that I told was, him. And all he did was walk away. And he walked to whoever it was on the side and said, I told y'all. <laughs> but you know what? It was sort of like, it reminded me of when Ali took down Sonny, listen. No, oh, Foreman. 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 Sure was. He didn't take that punch. Foreman was going down. Yeah, he didn't yeah, hit him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could have put him. But he should have hit him. He should have hit him. From a professional standpoint, he should have hit him. That looked like the actual respect that they had as, as in a humanitarian, humanitarian way. Uh, he didn't have any humanitarian. <laughs> so why he didn't throw the punch? I have no idea why. Uh, there you go. Like you want to get him. I think that I think that when he hit him, I think he just knew he was going down. And because normally if he hit somebody with that punch, and not getting up. The, 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 the show is over. Sean, I agree. Sean really is kind of like. He's really tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's really, really tough. See, but this really was, tough. But Tenacity years, years ago, I always learned that being tough can get you killed. Sure can. Yeah. Now, I tell you what What else Earl did that changed him throwing that punch, if you watch it in slow motion, is 
this is a testament to the work that Sean was doing because what Errol did was he started to roll with the hook that he saw Sean coming from Sean. Uh-huh. He throws the left and then he covers up and starts to roll, oh, yeah, roll it off the shoulder uh-huh. or it, it looked like he was coming flush. to the body. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, and he started to roll out of it, you know, with right. the punch. And then it looked like halfway through the roll, he was like, oh, man, that's, that's my fight might be over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. Yeah. That was a man. That was a beautiful punch. Anyways, you got it queued up? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's hear what the caller's got to ask you. Who feel like I'm in Dallas, what? Burning up in no, here. It was a fellas. This is Derek. Uh, I had a question for Derek about the fight last night. First of all, that was a great fight. And um, Spence showed some great, great discipline and precision. He showed great boxing skills and boxing talent. Um, but my question was, the discipline that he shows in the ring, is that coming more so from himself or is it something that you, as a trainer, has trained him to do? So that's my question for the day. You guys have a good one. I think that the discipline he's shown is from within himself, but at the same time, to be a great fighter is to be a great student. I think that that is one of his greatest assets, one of them because he has many, Yeah. but he's a great student. He's a great He's never like said no, I don't want to do that. No, no. He's like okay, 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 because he he trusts and believes in what I'm telling him, and I'm showing him how to do it. And so uh, I think that it comes from the both of us because it's like his ability to his desires to want to be what I want him to be is the discipline, but it's especially within himself because he knows that he trusts me. So that's where it comes from. Also, I'm not telling him anything wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he knows you have his yeah. best interest. His best interest at heart, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next call. And folks, if you guys want to call, yeah, it's Richie uh, Parker, Sherman, California. Um, I have a question. I want to know how long the camp was. It's for Derek. I want to know how long was Aaron Spitz's camp, and what type of cardio did they have him doing? in order for him to get through those championship rounds. Cause it seemed like he was in an amazing shape, as was Porter. But I must say, you got to have that stamina to get through those rounds. So I'm just curious to know what kind of training you guys put him through. Appreciate it, and thanks. Rich Parker, thanks for the call. Um, if you guys want to call in to speak to, you can drop a, a line to Derek even after the podcast because he's a family of the Ozone. He'll be available to answer questions. Right. We're at 424-254-9663. So you want to pick that up. And, and to piggyback on that question, I'd like to throw something else out because I saw some arrow put up today uh, on his Twitter that he caught some flack for, which was <laughs> he said, no nutritionist, no strength and conditioning trainer. This is just all me. <laughs> he said, this is just all me and, and Derek, basically. Right, 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 right. So what, what do you have to say to the, the college question? Well, what we did is that we do like a lot of rounds of sparring, do a lot of rounds of mitts. And he's, he's, he's an unbelievably, he has a lot of tenacity. And um, that we'll, we'll, we, can, we work straight through the rounds, so we don't do rounds like where we three-minute rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do... 25-minute round. Jeez Louise. And then, then most times, it's like, I have to be in shape. Cause I was about to say, no wonder you lost so much weight. And so then we do 25-minute round, but at the same time, we do, we may do like, he said, 15 more minutes or 10 more minutes. So we got it. And this is straight. Then after that, he goes to the heavy bag. It's about 25 minutes, and sometimes he may say five more minutes, 10 more minutes. So he's pushing like more hours, just punching nonstop. Then... We do have where we do strength and conditioning. We do work on his legs. You know, he does a lot of dips, a lot of different stuff like that. 
uh, lunges. And so a lot of body weight work, a lot of body weight work. Cause it's all about the lower body. And so, and I do that. So I, that part, but it's like, I'm not considered a strength and conditioning coach, but that's what I do. But that's what you do. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And so, Clearly, yeah. he, his strength and conditioning is up. Right, yeah. That's yeah. not in question. Lead. Right, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, when we spar heavyweight, so we spar a big guy, a guy like, he weighs like 215 or so. So he, and he's not a tall guy, he's like 5'10", 5'11", but he's a good, fast, quick heavyweight. And we've always sparred this guy, so like hmm. for like years. So he just came. More so regardless of who the opponent is, this is the sparring this partner. Is the sparring partner. Whether if we're fighting a left-handed guy, we still spar that guy. That make a difference. Because wow, the strategy comes from the, the mitts. So I'm standing in the left-hand stance. Got it. He's getting around them with the sparring partners, and that's really kind of how. We work it. I mean, so it's kind of difficult. Normally, you get a guy to mimic this guy. And yeah. We, we never know. Right. No, we never. You never know. Especially if they change the game plan. Right. A- yeah, and we the- never do that. We just keep. Do you? I work on what the strategy and game plan is. I mimic the opponent from everything that I see him do. I've seen him do. Mm-hmm. So I study him. I kind of like see what he does in time. So when he does this, does that, El is familiar with it. He recognizes the situation. So everything is situational. The punches you throw, I may throw a wide shot, and I may short, bring them a little shorter. Because Sean, I, and that's a possibility because he throws a lot of wide shots. But yeah. I say, okay, what if he throws a shot that's shorter? So I, I throw the shot, and I throw a wide one, so you see the difference, and I shoot a shorter shot. So every time to make him adjust to those. In real time. In real time. So it's not like when he gets in the ring, he's like. Oh, I didn't work on this. I, 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 <laughs> I never I, see I, that I, before. I yeah, because you. As a fighter, see, I never take myself out of fighter's place. I'm a teacher fighter. Is that you never want to go into a fight and question yourself, wishing that you had done this or done that. that. But it happens every day of the week when somebody's, I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have did that. Because mm-hmm. even like when I'm tr- teaching these guys, sometimes they may not get it. But I never get off of that until right. they get it. Because I think, okay, man, sh- let's keep moving. No. This is significant. So I need to make sure they get and understand everything I'm talking about because that scenario may present itself, and that's where you lose one. That's where you lost one. You can't catch you. Now, let me ask you this. Who taught you? Well, you know what's funny? I had a great trainer, Taylor August is his name. But what happened is that was my foundation. Mm -hmm. And I've grown from that, which is what happens is that I'm here. But when I start teaching boxing— I had to be in your seat, in your seat, right? Looking at it, seeing how it looked, right? So, so, and how would I want? Like my trainer told me, do this, do that, do this, do that, but never explained to me. Okay, if you do this, you're gonna get that. If you do that, you're gonna do this. So it was like I chose to teach instead of train. You went the Mister Miyagi route, and right. it's clearly effective with all of your stable, with all the guys. Oh, yeah, I'm, I chose to teach instead of training, and so what happens is. Because I want you to understand every action. It's a totally different animal when you can understand why you're doing something versus when you're just doing some what you may consider to be just some busy work or some menial work. Right. And which is you may not take it as seriously. And next thing you know, no, this actually had a very big meaning. Right. It's a significant meaning. But just to finish up on that question, how many weeks was the camp or how long was the camp? Well, you know, we started because he he was heavy. So we started like about, say about, I'm going to say about 10, 10 11 weeks. Mm-hmm. Because you got to start getting the weight down. And like people seem to, 
It was huge, right? Then what did like, he walk? What did he walk around at? Well, wait, shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> early, good. Yeah, he's, early, so he's a Juicy southern. Juicy Earl. He's a southern dude. What you want, some Earl? He even tell you to wait. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. But what happens is, when but he'll get there. When he's getting in, he's getting in it, man. To where he's like, you start seeing like, man, God, look at you, you know. What I mean? And then he's like, okay. And then next week, okay, all right. You can see it. <laughs> you see the transformation. You see it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, wow. Then by the time he shows up, people see him again. He's like whipped up. He's, you know, he's right. So it's like, yeah, he put running twice a day, pushing himself. It's a diet. Yeah, he didn't. Now, we did use the nutrition at the end, like the last two weeks. Okay. And that was only for him to keep his strength. You know, But and, keep uh, his weight down. But keep his weight down, yeah. Keep his strength, keep his weight down, not be starving, not be, you know, like. Um, drained. Oh, yeah, that drained and dehydrated. That's the kill that you don't want in, in training camp. That, Especially if you know you're going to be in a war where you probably got to go the whole dozen. And it's, you, in the gym was 110, 115 degrees. So, you know, it's like you got to be. A human 110, a Texas 110. Yeah, a Texas 110. Was it bugs around in there in the gym too? Hey, man, listen, you know what? At nighttime, some mosquitoes may come Ooh. Wow. But in the daytime, that's your toughest opponent on the planet. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mosquitoes ain't nobody tougher than mosquitoes. They're they not going anywhere, man. You can't feed them. You can't even see them. You, you can't even see them. So we were just talking it's about like, this. Talking about it. They're so light when they land on you, you don't even know. Well, you know what they do too is when they sting you, they their poison numbs your skin, so you don't even know that they're on you really? until they after can, they leave. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they can just sit there and 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 get right. fat on your blood right. behind. They froze. They they poisoned you up. Right. What's funny is I'm gonna tell you, we, my gym is near a river. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> But they only come out at nighttime, right? Well, that's how they're supposed to do. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. these oh, new mosquitoes, GMO yeah. mosquitoes no, well, that like to come out in the day now. Because, see, they don't have anything else to do. You know what, man? Let me go bite tea, man. Hey, I ain't got, ain't got nothing to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like this. Once they get in the building, they're in the building. Yo, you can't. Yeah. You, you need yeah, the, the whole thing. They have resting. When they would go rest in trees and do whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They up. Yep. And them jumps me on you. I mean, oh, man. You know, like, man, everybody, like, man, what the heck? Yeah. Especially okay. a bunch of healthy blood, too. Right. But <laughs> a bunch of healthy, clean blood. Forget about it. Well, funny, when I lived in <laughs> Vegas, right, and I was like, you ready to move back to Texas? I said, oh, my God. I don't think I'm going to move back. They're like, why? Well, I said, man, I don't like mosquitoes. <laughs> you like me. I, they <laughs> yeah, tear me yeah, up, I'll too. I'll take it in Vegas. Well, what's the trip is, it just recently became a phenomenon here. Right. <laughs> we know where this is off subject, <laughs> Ozone listeners, but this is actually very on real. point. It, it is because. On point. Uh, you have to say it's a part of the climate change. Right. I, I, let, let me tell you something. Forty years of my life, there hasn't been any mosquitoes except yeah. for the kind that bite at night, right. and you can deal with them. It is what it is. All of a sudden, we got crazy mosquitoes that bite during the daytime. They're giving people typhus. Right. They got the West Nile popping. They got something that's spread, uh, swelling people's brains. Right. Yeah, they bit my they bit me on, Yeah, they bit me on my foot, and I can even put my shoe on. Man, he came over one day. He showed me his arm looked like my leg. And I was like, <laughs> "What happened to you?" Yeah. Fooling around with them skis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got another call? Hey, this is Dennis. Great performance last night. I heard Spence say that he'd like to fight Pacquiao. I know Omar's a big Pacquiao fan, but I think Spence would put him right into retirement and just that would be destruction. But I'd like to see him fight uh, Bud Crawford. So what's the chances of that happening? 
because I truly believe Bud hasn't fought anybody good, and I think Spence will give him the business. Tell us how you really feel, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess the question is, is it, what happened to the Manny fight, and then it, is a Bud Crawford fight on the horizon? You know what's funny is that I have a whole big spill about the whole Bud Crawford thing. Oh, the lay it on us. We got nothing but time. But it would be like uh, if we got time. Oh, we got time. This, time. Is a, this is a special. This is a post-fight. Yeah. This is a post-fight edition. You're the honored guest. Lay it on us. So listen, so this is what I said about the Bud Crawford fight is that if you watch, and I'll talk about what PBC and Fox does for Arrow. Mm-hmm. They market him. They promote him. They build him. Mm-hmm. He's very recognized. They put him on Fox, which is conservative television. Yep. Mm-hmm. To just to cross over, right? Right. With Joe Conservative, right. aka Jerry Jones, right. at Jerry World. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now listen, so think that's about a big this. deal. It and, is, and that that because he, those people love Jesus, but they worship money. You know what I mean? It's preach. That, that's perfect. But what happened? That's a great so, way to put it. So, but what I'm saying is that, so when that rich guy says, this guy's good, this guy's okay, he's okay for everybody. That's how it goes. And so, and so what happens is, the marketing and promoting, that running commercials, thing like that, the fight for the Sean Porter fight, commercials were running doing football t- all day mm-hmm. on Fox. Mm-hmm. Every, every day. College we, football. Every day, right, pro football. Right, right. Yep. And they were running the spots, running the spots. Well, you, Major League Baseball in the Midwest. Right, right, right. But you've never seen anything like that for Sean Porter. Oh, you mean for Buck no, Crawford? I mean for Buck Crawford. Sorry. Right, yeah. you never seen him. I, I'm not out, but uh, Bobby won't even talk about him, really. He keeps it low. Does. I mean, and honestly, I feel I feel bad for Bud because yeah, 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 yeah. he's not uh, – clearly he's not scared to fight anybody. He's a good fighter. He, he's a right, good yeah. fighter. Right, yeah. And and I believe that just like how Errol said – I was just about to say, just how Errol said, you know what, I got to go across the pond and take Kell Brook's belt, then maybe this will start things cascading my direction. This is why Bud moved up to 47. Right. Bud was like, I need to challenge myself right. and show everybody how good I am. I'm mm-hmm. going to represent for right. where I'm from. Right. And he's done so in the limited ability that he has to do so. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that. I mean, why? Why in the world is he fighting Amir Khan? Well, what, yeah, are you why would crazy? Anybody fight Amir Khan? Why are you fighting Amir Khan and you, and they got you pound for pound? I mean, for a long time they had him pound for pound as number one in the world. They sure and, did. And fighting Amir Khan. But think about it. though. In that fight, though, Amir Khan was the draw. Yeah. That's true. Biggest- oh, no doubt. Yeah. That's why you fight Amir Khan. Well, there you go. You answered my question. So, so if you think about it, you're. There, there are no other boxer in boxing other than Pacquiao, which is kind of a non-factor. Because he's kind of on his way out. Mm-hmm. Who's more accomplished than Terrence Crawford right now? Because he was undisputed champ. At 40? At 140. No, no, he was 135. Champ. He sure was. And then he went up to 140, 40, got him undisputed. two belts, I think. Undisputed. He won them all. all. Got them all. Got them all. And now he's a WBO welterweight champ. So there's no other boxer in boxing that accomplished. But at the same time... There's no other boxing boxing that accomplished who nobody knows. Yeah. And so this is the thing about this. Man, that sucks. The hit when he his last fight when he fought at Midcon, they had ninety eight thousand pay per view buys. Wow. So listen to me. Like I told people this. this First and foremost, that shouldn't be a pay per view fight. No. Yeah, it shouldn't be. That's a you gotta give that one away. You gotta give that one away. You gotta give that one away to showcase the young man's you got a blessing. Yeah, you got a spectacular ability. But, they, but they're not they're not thinking like that. They're trying to keep up with 
And we figure like if we get him income, we got to pay him the money. Right. We, we don't have the money in the budget, but we can sell it and pay him the money. Right. Because every time Terrence Crawford fights, they lose money. Because they're giving him his dough. Because they 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 didn't want him to go to PBC. They'll never say it, but because it's clearly country. right. Right. They didn't want him to leave, so they said we'll give you three million dollars. Right. Guarantee the fight. But what happens now? The fighters from PBC are making. Big money. Big money. And everybody, and besides just making big money, which I'm happy about for all the fighters, they're actually having good fights right. with each other. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're having good fights with each other. And one thing that, the, another thing Keith Thurman said in that interview that I thought was relevant is he said, you know what? There's about five of us now who are all young and we're all in our prime and we're all willing to fight each other. Right. And he said, and clearly coming from his perspective, right. he has to say that. He was like, you know, I I feel like it could be my division. I, it could be, you know, he's like, it's all it's all still up in the air. Right. The person who's getting froze out in this is Bud Crawford. Right. He's not even in yeah, the, but, but the, for the long, table. But for the longest, though, they were freezing out Arrow. Yeah. And so that was a different kind of freeze out. How that so? wasn't a freeze out. Yeah, that, that was that, people that, having right. catching being hard to fight. Right. That was that was him. That was people not wanting to fight him. That was being the boogeyman. As you said. That yeah. that's what it Buzz is. The boogeyman. Buzz Crawford is more business. It's but, a business thing. But, but let's let me finish my show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let him Just chill out. <laughs> so we had ninety eight thousand buys with a mirror. Ninety eight thousand buys with a mirror. Then peep this. So if he fights Arrow, Arrow has three titles now. Right. So that's the, that's the deal. And Bud has one. So, and big pay per view, right? So say possibly Arrow makes twenty million, and because pay, because it's a super fight, Bud makes ten, right? Now when Bud fought um, Mikey, I mean Arrow fought Mike Garcia at five hundred thousand pay per view buys. Now you add, you multiply that, and you add that up with what Terrence Crawford has five hundred ninety, and you and say the fight seventy five dollars. Uh huh. That's forty five million dollars. So. And listen, $45 million. Now, the purses of those two fights I just told you was $30 million because Earl gets 20, gets 10. Now, you're telling me two networks and two promoters are supposed to spend $15 million. Ain't going to happen. Right, ain't going to happen. So, you see what I'm saying? That's it's not going to happen. That's it's not why, enough money. That's why the fight is not worth talking about because. Until somebody get their weight up, yeah, which is good. Damn, man. <laughs> that's what I've been telling you. You gotta eat. And listen, you understand? You gotta get the weight up because why would a network? You got two networks and not big going, networks and yeah. dudes with big money, and that's not no money to them. No, this is dinner money. That's three hundred fifty. What they gonna do? Million dollars a piece. Come on, man. That's not enough to put to go through the hassle. No, I, I gotta get Omar Miller tickets. Right I gotta yeah. get Anthony Anderson tickets. <laughs> right. That's not even enough to go through the hassle of catering to all the celebrities who right. want to go. Right. So think about that. So see what I'm saying? So from from the perspective, because it's all financial. Like I told the guy, oh man, we want to see. Man, listen, if boxing was ruled by boxing fans, boxing wouldn't exist. Because we need to. <laughs> what I'm saying about this is that the fans do what they do. Right? Yeah, but it has to be the guy who. Does not know what boxing is, but who's intrigued, who's sold on the idea. Like this fight, I bet it does good numbers because you know that, that like our fight camps were so high, the the the, uh, the visibility was through the roof, and the Nielsen numbers were so high. Was, I mean, you guys are on the biggest. Right. If you're on during football, baseball, and college football, that's a lot of exposure. It is. We came on in between those games. Yes. Think about that. And did the face-offs yeah, yeah. and the whole, the whole everything. So see, see, that's what I'm talking about. Which is good marketing. So see, Kudos to Al Heyman. Just get your right. ticket game together so I can be in the right <laughs> seats. And think about this. 
<laughs> I mean, they had them all messed up. Dude. Everybody you, you couldn't even watch fights in the stands. Matter of fact, be, I don't know if you know this. Between rounds three and four, let's get this out there too. Texas stand up because Texas traveled well last they night. They sure did. I mean, the the only people that I, I tell you what, David Benavidez had a good showing as well as far as his his crowd. Do Dog had a posse on our side, and I heard Dog posse yeah. on, on on the other yeah. side. And so and so, right uh, behind my seats. Literally, and it's a trip too because Jesse Vargas was over there. It was professional fighters like in the middle of where the fight broke out. A street fight broke out. And so they're in there scrapping and eventually kind of all it airs out. And it was right, it started right at the end of round three of your fight. Yeah. The crowd goes nuts, right? Nobody's watching the ring, but it was almost exactly one minute long because the round was about to start. And security shows up. Some fool start chunking him with security. Got choked out. Who <laughs> did he? Man. LA Are you style. crazy? LA style. That's why they were so serious about the credentials and stuff oh, when okay. we were going back because some knuckleheads decided they wanted to get busy. They put somebody they in the chokehold. Punk step up and get beat yeah. down. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It, it was real. And um, yeah. And and in that though, Texas traveled really well. Dallas. And and Dallas Dallas traveled really well. Yeah. And they they represented, and it was cool because another thing that I loved about that is you hear so much boxing is dead. You also hear so much that only the Mexican crowd is the crowd that travels. I got some on that. Too. You know what I mean? And clearly, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Once again, a great event at the Staples Center mm-hmm. for boxing. Great event. Okay, now listen. When when people keep continue to repeat the narrative that the boxing is only Moved by Mexican yeah. contingent, is is malarkey. Because I'm telling Fully. you, what, listen. If you think about this, how many great like superstar Mexican fighters that have been in history? Three. I was just about to say yeah. about, about four, three or four. Yeah, De La Hoya, Chavez, Chavez, and Canelo. So three, right? But how many superstar black fighters that have been? Well, come I'm on, man. man. You know. And that's not that's not the no no no. You're not stoking the flames. No. Of the, yeah. <laughs> right. that, that, that's just to say that. It's the reality of it. I went to the I went to Canelo versus Danny Jacob fight. Right, it was dead. It wasn't sold out. It was no. It was no black people at the fight. And I tell you what, black people bring a very specific energy to, to the arena. <laughs> Man, last night I seen a chick walk by in a fishnet bodysuit, <laughs> who just with some drawers on underneath. I was They're like, like yeah. she's coming for the fight. And she was a, she was coming as a pure distraction to somebody. You're auditioning for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get on TV tonight. <laughs> this, this day here, my hook and my crook. I'm getting on here. I'm getting on tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it was wild. It was wild. But that was a, that was a good one. We have any more calls? And that's, that's all the calls. Yeah, man. You know what I want to ask you about? What about your roster of fighters that you have? Because, yeah, like when we came in the back last night, we saw the Charlo brothers were there. There was a lot of love in the air back there. Uh But the thing of it is is that all of you guys have a hard time getting fights, right? No, they don't, man. I mean, I think that, you know, I think Errol is the one who's more difficult, right? Mm -hmm. And Jamel at one point was. But, you know, with the the, the, the situation just happened, he... And J Rock won the title, so now he wants to fight Jamel, right? But he wants to fight Errol also. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, but Errol beat him before in the amateurs. Uh-huh. Maybe we want to get that back. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He has, he got something <laughs> that he wants to do. But, but, but what happens is that people start to speak about the, the guy who can get them the most money. Of course. When they realize, man, I I want the most money. I want to go after the big fish. 
And, you know, he's he's himself, like Kenny calls himself the boss. You know, Errol is the big fish. He calls himself a big fish. So that song's <laughs> are putting that out, out now on his, on his Twitter and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, and he is. Yeah, he is he right is. now. Yeah. He is. He's. I think if things continue on this trajectory, Earl has the potential to do heavyweight numbers. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah he's a generational. He, he has that heavyweight nineties number. Heavy, yeah. 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 That's the, the real heavyweight numbers. numbers. That, that, yeah, yeah. That's what now I'm, the that's HBO what I'm numbers. Huh? The crazy the Mike HBO right. number. Yeah. 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 Right. Even the deal. The deal. You know, all those fights yeah. with the right. deal and and Riddick and right. yeah, yeah. even the deal. Lennox Lewis did numbers. Yeah. Like let's yeah. you know that's the glamour division. It's supposed to be turned in little man turned into the glamour division. Right. Yeah. You know, but uh, but I, I think you guys got a, a beautiful future, man. You guys clearly you have a great uh, working partnership. Right, right, That's right, right. not even in question. I'm excited to see what's next. Now, how how do you guys determine how much time to uh, to take off between fights? Well, we talked about that yesterday. You know, he's like, man, I'm not talking to Derek to to, to December. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, no, man, you're talking to me. You know. I'm so he come back 225. I'm giving this up. Right, yeah, Earl about yeah. the guy. I didn't want to tell you. Right, yeah, yeah. Earl called me. Yeah. We about to go get some need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earl's going to come on set, give him some craft services. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, really, he really like, I said, no, you're you going to go out for a week or two, maybe even three. Right. Then we coming right back in the gym because I'm not, you're not getting heavy like that no more. We got to stay. You had enough of that. Well, it's not about it's not that fact of that. I just think as a fighter, you got it's like you go to work. You can't have a job and show up, you know, take you know, a vacation like that. He, he didn't have a baby. I mean, you know, <laughs> he ain't no maternity leave. That's hilarious. said you got to come on back in there. You know, you so, get back in, and you got to just keep this. You know, and we just work, and we kind of really work. Just to keep him busy. So it's not yeah. working on anything particular. Even we don't even start working on like Danny Garcia or no, 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 right. general work. We don't yeah, just general work, you know. So and once we once we get that yeah, you know, once we get him going, keep his weight down, we just push from there. But yeah, we are not we're not doing that anymore, you know, so nah. He he'll he'll be it's like going to work every day. You know, somebody can miss him day. I mean, you know, we're just working. There you go. You got anything else? Nah, not well, like, they, not like that because. Oh yeah, you know what? Who would you compare Errol to from the past? He, he, you know, he puts me in the mind of sort of a Marvin Hagler type. You know what? So, because a lefty shot, yeah, because of, and the way that he can transition from southpaw to orthodox, he does it really, really smooth, like Marvin Hagler used to. And he and he keeps himself, you know, in he the, do it every now and then. You know, he, yeah, I don't he, see him switching he, that much. Yeah, he don't do it. All, I mean, like one punch, you know. But but I think that. I think more Ray Leonard. You know, really? Because I think the only reason why, because he's very tough and he has a lot of tenacity and he's very vicious, which Ray is like this guy who's considered to be the darling of the sport at the particular time. But he was very mean and very rugged. And Harold is a guy who, you know, he tracks the ladies out there and to the fights. Which, yeah. Let me tell you, I was there last night. <laughs> the fish net. I saw that. You saw the fish, fish net. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big component, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big component. Yeah. You can get the women. Think about it. There's been four fighters in history to get the women out there now. Muhammad Ali being the first. Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray being the second. Delahoy being the third. Errol being the fourth. Well, no, 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 no. Canelo is fire because Canelo get him out there too. Yeah, yeah. They, they come out for cinema. And then, and then, and then, I can't front. Sugar Ray Robinson, though. He used to get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis used to Joe have Joe Lewis would have yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He used to have No, no, wait, wait, wait. Jack Johnson. 
Jack Johnson was an originator. Yeah. yeah, he did. He that did. was a part of the problem. He had to get out of Dodge. He had to get out of Dodge. Take his down to Cuba. It didn't work out right. everything. He had to get out of here. Jack was getting women so much, they had to make up a law called the Man Act. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey, think about it. Yep. Yeah. And he went to basically interstate transport. Well, he didn't go to prison. No. But they they stopped him from. And this was the thing about it too. Jay Johnson dated white women in nineteen. That, yeah, this that, was, that was a big thing. Yeah, that's that's why he had to. That's yeah. why he had to leave the country for a little bit. Nineteen oh eight, nineteen oh nine. You know what I mean? So right after this, is like what? What? God, like what? Fifty years after slavery? Yeah. Yeah. Real tight. Really, real close. Really, that's no, why no, they were no, bringing everybody really, out the really, out the woodworks and fighting. Really, forty years out of slavery. Nineteen sixty five. Yeah. Nineteen. He was up there. He was knocking them down. So you know. <laughs> so now is he your greatest heavyweight? Now you jump ship. What? Jack Johnson. No, I'm just saying about because he's, he's talking about ways they bring oh, out the okay, women for the okay. fights. But this is a but I agree with you. This is a key component in marketability. Oh, yeah, yeah. I tell people all the time. I would, I did a film with Fifty Cent, his first movie, Get Richard Die Trying. Oh yeah, yeah. And Fifty had sold 11 million records. He was you know hottest dude in the game. He was coming out with a new album. He was playing a new album for us while right. we were making the movie. All this stuff. And I remember one day, me and a couple of other cats on set had found some. We shot in Toronto. A lot of Jamaican Caribbean food. I I'm not wasn't really versed at the time, oh, yeah. so we had some ox or something like that. And he came and he st- he was hitting the weights at, in the in the the village uh, where the trailers are. Yeah. And he came and started hitting the weights. He saw everybody play. He said, oh, "Y'all eating good, huh? Yeah, y'all eating good. I'm a little jealous. I ain't in front. I'm gonna tell you the truth though. I gotta sell these concert tickets, <laughs> and the women come out to see me and see what they saw in the video." I come out there after that ox deal. They could be like, wait a minute, what's, what was this? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I ain't paid for this. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you a dollar twenty five. You ain't even fifty cent no more. <laughs> and this is this is the thing. If you can bring the women out to be a component of right. your right. Right. success as far as marketability, right. women are spenders. Right. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Whether you get them to true. buy it. More than men. Oh, yeah, yeah, way more whether, than men. Whether you get them to buy a pair of earrings, whether you get them to buy a television show, whether you get them to buy a fight, right, right. whatever that motivation is that makes women come out, whether it's excitement or intrigue Especially or whatever. If women bringing out the men. You know what I'm See, saying? Women are going to come. There was, a lot of, lot of, up. there was a lot of women with their dudes. I sat in, yeah. in between three couples. Yeah. Or there are women who come just as groups. I remember I was in New York. There were so many women in this group there last night. Women like this. Oh, I went, I went to New York when he fought on my piece. Oh, I went with my girlfriends. I'm like, I went with your girlfriends? Yep. So, okay. Well, then, you know. That, that's a big that, deal. That, yes. That's when, and listen, and not only, you know, not only black women, everybody. Oh, no, no, no. All kind of women were out. Which, which is beautiful because you, that's, that's the. That's when you really pushing the issue. That's when you yeah. really kind of that. That's what that that breaks new that's ground there. Right, yeah, yeah. Now, one thing I want to do before we wrap it up, though, you didn't get to see it, uh, but I want to talk about that fight with Dog against Benavidez. Oh, because we didn't get to speak I saw on some it. Of it. Some of it, John. Now we know Dog. Dog is is, is definitely family to Ozone. Right, we right. saw him at the at the weigh in at right. the the grand arrival, and he was pumped. He came ready. He came in good shape. To me, he came out and won the first three rounds, I would say. Yeah. And good boxing. Yeah, I saw that. Good footwork, yeah. good hand speed, and good head movement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he had a he, lot of spring. And he had a lot of spring. He kept the distance. Kept the yeah. distance. And he frustrated David Benavidez. Like he made Benavidez look really slow. He made him look like Frankenstein. Yeah. Big time, big time. And that's the and and everybody knows that listen to the ozone. 
there's two fighters that before they exploded like that, I was high on. One of them was David Benavidez and the other was Earl Spence. And I told everybody about both of them, like, hey, these guys are the best in the league. These guys are the best in the division right now at that weight. I got a question. So both of y'all said y'all saw the exact same thing. We saw different things. Yeah. No, no, no. But you said when you saw David Benavidez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and that, the dog fight. How did y'all see two different things with Sean and Arrow fighting? No, no. Be, I, be, I didn't see the, I don't know where, I didn't really talk no, to you about the Benavidez. But y'all, but y'all just kind of, no, y'all didn't, but y'all both said. This. Because that was so obvious. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, with the elbows with, and stuff like that? Well, well, no, no, with the speed the factor. Oh, yeah, yeah. The speed. footwork. That, the he footwork was, he was throwing haymakers. He, he got, it, it, it kind of put me in the mind of Fury Wilder. Yeah. Right. When I was watching it, because it was footwork. And, and 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 not only that, Benavides looked like a plotter at that point. He was just plotting. He was trying he to was figure it out. He, he couldn't figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> and actually, and he got thing, frustrated. And one, he got frustrated. Started to try to bully Dog. And one thing Dog did was that Darrell went to his body with the jab, did. and it was super effective. Right. It was yeah, yeah. man, he went to the body early with the jab, right. and Benavides act like it didn't mean nothing, but you could see that it was frustrating him. Right, right. Part of the problem I saw was. Benavides clipped him a couple times. You know, the kids got heavy hands. That's not even in question. But Dog started doing that thing where you posture for the crowd and for the judges. That's when he caught the the punch. Yes, yes. And that's when he caught the punch that cut him, which changed the entire fight. Because he couldn't see. That's it. And and to his credit, he came out and went crazy when he couldn't see and they looked like they were about to stop the fight. He came out and went stone loco. And that was a bad cut, too. That was a bad cut. He had been cut there, I guess, a couple of times, right? Right, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was was a bad cut. You couldn't. It was open. It was open. Little Peace flew out at one point. That's why everybody was like, oh, they showed it on the replay. Little Peace just literally just came out. And, and he was back. pawing at it. He can't get that back. Yeah. But that's part of the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he couldn't get it back from when it, it was, was cut before. Nerves and it's like, yeah, scar tissue. Probably. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And, and it's ready to break up. Right, that yeah. was a sharp shot that, that, you know, that busted it open. Yeah, because I couldn't tell before if it was a headbutt or, or a shot. So I asked him, actually, and he uh-huh. said that it was a punch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, a punch. So uh, you asked Damn. dog? Uh-huh. Yeah, I asked dog. Yeah, okay. It was a punch. Yeah. And, and it was a sharp punch because he was, it was part of the, the faint posture situation and he snapped off a quick one mm-hmm. and you could see it like, whoops, <laughs> so that his eye just bumped <laughs> open. <laughs> oh, oh. You know what's funny is that, uh, Benavidez is getting a little frustrated also. You know, he's very frustrated. At, at, at the end of the fight. Cause why do you, why are you beating a guy like that, hitting him and you throw an elbow? What yeah, that, about? that, that didn't make any that sense. That was low class. And, yeah. and, and one, one thing that's good for Benavides, being only 22 years old, yeah, yeah, yeah. he has a long ways yeah. to ascend. Right, yeah, yeah. And I talked to some of his people afterwards. I don't know if it was his trainer or who it was, but I was telling him that about him going Frankenstein on a lot of the, yeah. the, the stuff. And, and I was like, that's the slowest I've ever seen David look. And part of it was what Dog told us before the fight. He was like, he knocked out a bunch of people who he was supposed to knock out who decided to stand right in front of his face. Right, yeah, He's yeah. like, I'm not going to stand in front of his face and just get and beat up. And when Dog did stand in front of him, he was here and he was here. You know, he was. He blocked a yeah, lot of those shots. Blocked a lot of those shots. The kid got frustrated. It was clear. If Dog's eye doesn't get cut, he could keep up the routine that he right, was yeah, doing yeah, for 12. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the kid had gotten tired right. because he didn't do a great job at cutting off the ring. Right. His, I don't think he knows how. His, his, his goal. Know how, right? His goal. I don't know if he knows how, but yeah. I know he didn't. He didn't know. do it that night. Right. And, and, and his goal, once he got frustrated like that, was 
to literally bully and push dog on the ropes mm-hmm. and try to tee off. Right. To which and did a great job. He blocked those, he blocked he those blocked shots. He blocked uh-huh. those punches. He rolled those punches. The whole song and dance. Composure too. He sure did. But this is the thing what we talked about. Do you see how big David Benavides was over him? Yeah. He Dog's looked, not a little guy. I yeah. know. He looked like a giant. He looked like a giant. Yeah. I mean, his back was big. I mean, he looked. Guy's the big man. dude, man. How much did he weigh? I mean, that's the question. He must have came in close to 200. Right, because yeah. he, he, he had he, to be at least 185, at, 190. Yeah. He came in. He was yeah. easy, easy 190. Yeah. I mean, his, he, he was when, big. When you see it from the angle where the camera was showing. It's like, Over. You, you, I mean, it's like, what the heck? Catch it in front of me, he said, man, he's shaped like a spatula. His back, <laughs> his back looked like he was shaped like Red a spatula. somebody up. Come <laughs> <laughs> back and see. Get that in you. Yeah, his back was huge. Oh, yeah. and, and, you know, and honestly, it seemed as though, even though he was playing some of it off, right. I think frustration was the name of the game if Dog could have continued right. without getting yeah. his eye cut. Because... Part of the problem was Benavidez. He ate a lot of big shots. Dog hit him hard. Right. Sure did. Right, right. And and but Benavidez didn't seem like he was worried about getting knocked out. Although there was a point in that fight we didn't get to talk about it. There was a point in that fight where Dog had him in trouble. He did. I think it was like the third round. Third, uh-huh. He popped him with a combo right, right. and well, hit he him went, with a three piece. He hit him with a jab. Hit him with a jab to the body, uh-huh. a jab to the head, and a big right. He stepped in with a big one two, and it was like a one one two, but it was a low high, then a then a big right, and you saw Benavidez uh-huh. kind of stumble. Right. Like whoa, yeah, yeah. But that kind of stuff will work all the way up until the end of the fight if he doesn't get cut. If he doesn't get cut because I didn't. And, see, and then when he did, well, sorry, I didn't see Benavidez quick, making a, an adjustment. I didn't see him making no adjustments. Right. He wants to plot and he mm-hmm. wants to drop his big bombs. Right. And the thing was, even the couple times where he did line him up before it became an all-out brawl, right. what Dog did that showed his experience was he wrapped him up. Yeah. And there was nothing he could do. He couldn't break the wrap. He right. couldn't get. You know, he couldn't get out. Right. You know the key. The, 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 the best thing about Benavidez is that he's a work in progress. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which which was the best thing for dog is that he yeah. was a kid who's not all the way to where he needs No, he's, right. he wasn't all the way there. But, he could have beat him. Right. He yeah. could have beat him with the obviously yeah. the eye thing yeah. makes a big deal. Right. Yeah. But I think he had the right game plan it's when sucks, you watched right. it. It sucks it sucks the life out of you cuz I can only imagine. You, know, you have to be like a special kind of like situ I mean I don't even know what it takes. I've been cut before. Yeah. You know, so I mean I don't know what it would take to like Forget it. You know what I'm saying? But it seems like it's almost impossible because the blood is going in it, your eyeball. It, it was in his eye. Like, and he kept pawing at it, which yeah, made it worse. Right, yeah, yeah. But I think that that was the greatest attribute because the guy still is a work in progress. Yeah. And for him. That's a great fight for, for Benavidez last right, night. Yeah, he learned. He yeah, should have learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. And I think that you'll see him get better and better and bigger. But, better, but I believe that he'll be bigger. He's going to go huh? to 75. Yeah, I agree he'll go to 75. Yeah, and soon. And... I tell you this much. I don't think that the. I would like to see him fight Caleb Plant. That's all. You took it out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what though? I think that I'm not gonna say anything because I like it. I like the guys Benavidez or whatever. But I that's gonna be an interesting fight. Sure is because Caleb Plant is actually is there. Yeah. Caleb Plant is at his potential. Yeah. Well, he's going. Well, he's going to do the same thing that. Dog, dog did. did, but for the whole fight. For the whole fight. He's got yeah. crazy stamina. And he's going to throw a lot of punches. And Yeah, and he's got enough thump. And he's got All pop. you need is just yeah. enough thump. And honestly, to keep him honest. To I think David honest. Benavidez yeah. is soft to the body, is what I saw yeah. last night, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I think he. I think in general, because he was big, yeah, yeah. I don't. it wasn't super defined like that. Right. Now, a lot of Latin fighters don't get super defined like that. So, like even you look at somebody like Mikey Garcia, who has 
crazy stamina, crazy in my top pound for pound yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get ripped. That's right. not that's just not his gene. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. that's just not his gene. Bill. And the last thing that I want to speak about was the first fight uh, on the televised undercard, which was the Barrios fight against Akhmedov. Barrios came out and looked super sharp, super spry. He was the bigger fighter. He was the faster fighter. And he dropped Akhmedov, who Akhmedov had only had seven professional fights to this mm-hmm. point. He dropped Akhmedov in, I think it was the third round, second yeah. or third round. Uh-huh. Akhmedov had a, uh, he dropped, basically he didn't get knocked down, but he put both his gloves on the canvas, got knocked off balance and got buzzed. Worst thing in the world that Barrios could have done was to knock him down in the third round yeah. because this dude came out and punished this young man. That's what I heard. And there yeah. is oh my goodness. no chance oh my at goodness. all that this kid, this was the robbery of the night. There's no way that that kid Barrios. Now you feel like it was a robbery. I hold hold like on a second. I, I, the best case scenario, that kid got a draw, in my opinion. He knocked him down twice. He knocked him down again with a flash knockdown late. Right, right, right. He got beat up. For, for I would say, rounds four through 12, that kid won one round, which was the round that he dropped him in. I think he might have won two rounds in between that, but then with that last round That's that he knocked still, him down. What you saying? He still lost it. But no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped him twice. Right, yeah, yeah. He but dropped him that, twice. So that's, that's what, that's, uh, what, four points? Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm saying, but... Right. I mean, he, this kid, he squeaked I, it out to me, but Akhmedov came off and maul, I mean, his jaws broke. He, I, he he tricked the kid into getting into a brawl. Right. right. And the kid's game was a box. It uh, was a right. boxing match. And he somehow or another got <laughs> tricked into believing he needed to brawl. Right. And it didn't work out right. That and kid's going to be out of the ring for a long time. Yeah. He got beat up. So he got beat up. So he broke. You know, getting beat like that, very discouraged. Yes. Very discouraging. Very. Even if you got the dub. Because if you think about this, to sometimes, like I said, told people about the Mikey Garcia fight with Arrow. The knockout would have been beautiful, but to beat the guy up like that is crazy. All right, the, the, like, the casual fan doesn't have an appreciation for how great Mikey Garcia is. Yeah, Mikey Garcia is a great fighter. Right. He's not a good fighter. Mike Garcia is a great We're fighter, all above average. And and there's nobody in the yeah. world. Right, yeah. That wants it with Mikey Garcia from one forty down, and he got bageled, and, and he and he got bageled. He didn't win right. one round. Yeah, and I love and and honestly, I would it, uh, probably the best fight that would be the best test for him would be against Regis, right. and I don't know if Regis is refined enough because Mikey is like my, Mikey. You don't think so, man? I think that Regis is a phenomenal fighter. He's a phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's he's a phenom. I agree. Smart, very very. Calcul- big pop, calculative, and he has a lot of ego, which is a lot of machismo, which uh-huh. is what you need. I think that Mikey is very established. I mean, and so and highly skilled, highly skilled, very established. He has a great, great. He, he doesn't have a great trainer. He grew up in a great family of right. boxers. It's a totally different. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's totally different, and they just reiterate these things over. We're and running over. back, but yeah, it yeah. still works. But yeah, so it's like this. So you say, "Oh man, yeah, the trainer." No. This guy grew up with this guy. Yeah, he, he lives he, life. Right, he yeah, lives it. His brother, his yeah, dad. Right, this yeah, is right, yeah. So it's like it's a family business. Man. Yeah. Well, but, but my thing about that is that just like the triple G effect with the Earl Spence effect, when you when very guys, real guys fight after you fight them, right. it's, they're not, not the same, same. fighter. We're gonna they're see what happens. I, it's very real. So so if Mikey, Mikey fought, Regis, took a beating, I think that, and Regis loves Earl, to go to the Earl body as well. Mikey a yeah. beating, yeah. and I didn't want to see that to be honest. 
Uh, and I hated that Mike. I remember when he announced that he was. I thought he was just talking because I heard it on one of the blogs. Yeah. And I remember he announced that he wanted to move up to forty seven. First of all, I thought forty seven was a bad move. Right. Secondly, I thought his first fight at forty seven <laughs> to be the best guy in the world at forty seven is a terrible decision. I think, but I think his idea was that if I go against this guy and I do well, because I think I can beat him. Think about it, yeah, just well, he be- believes that he, oh, yeah. he he didn't go in he, thinking he, he was going to lose. He just beat AB. Yeah, just beat Robert Easton. He beat him handily. Right? Handily, yeah, yeah sure. Fights did. weren't even close. He's like, yeah. Man, well, listen, the other guy, he's too slow for me. He too this for me. He too that for me. So the only perception of what about Errol, like I said, okay, if Sean does this, Sean does that. No, they said Errol's gonna do this. Right. So it was no. They didn't because they had never seen it. Do right. other stuff. Even though I've never seen Sean do it, I take him to. What if? He, what if? He can do it. He's a professional. Right. I'm going to assume he, he can do it. That's right. And and so I don't even not think I don't doubt that he can do that. So that's my perception of it. So I go and I say, okay, we're going to prepare for this. We're going to prepare for that. I think they just prepare for one thing. I he's going to come in forward and walk through the middle, and that's not that's not what he did. Wow. Yeah. And you were right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the truth. So yeah, anyways, about that with Mikey and the other fight that Mikey took a. Uh, some big shots in, and he overcame. Was that fight against Sergey Lipnitz? That oh, was yeah. a really good fight. That was a yeah. really good showing. Fight. A rough fight. Yo, oh, did yeah. So do we? It's better, I think. No, no we weren't at the San, fight. No, no. San Antonio. Oh, that was in San Antonio. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He he took that. He took. Oh yeah, we sat behind Lipnitz, uh, manager. Um, but yeah, he he. That was when he moved up to forty. Right, and he got that belt at forty, mm-hmm. and and I thought that the guys at forty might be too heavy handed for him, and I was so impressed with that fight. No. Because Lipnets hit him hard, right? Right. And you he's know, an elite fighter, but I just want to see what he looks like after the fight. I agree, right. and I think he's doing the right thing by taking this that he hasn't fought again recently. I think that too. What? What? So he went. These are all tests that happened in the gym, right? So he sparred with Madonna, mm-hmm. the big puncher, mm-hmm. right? So you sparred Madonna. That's why they thought they would beat Arrow, because I'm sure he beat Madonna up in the gym, right? And other like light middleweights and one forty seven pounders because mm-hmm. his skill set is so high. Yes, his boxing intellect is so high through the roof that he's blowing everybody out the water. So I figure, oh, he's he gonna be Arrow. I'm gonna, I'm, oh, he's gonna be. So that's the key element, I think, though. So I mean, even with a so with a fight like Regis, it would be very interesting. You know what I mean? It would. Yeah, it would be. It'd be a great fight. You know, I would it, like to see him fight Lomachenko. I would like to see him beat up Lomachenko. I would like to see that too. Yeah, I think that. You know, what's funny about it is... I think his hands are too heavy for Lomachenko. Yeah. This was funny about that, too, because I believe that, too. But what's funny about that is Lomachenko fought... The, what's the guy named to beat him? Um, um, uh, uh, Salido. Salido. Oh, yeah. Orlando Salido. So, listen. So, but he was so accomplished in the amateurs, right? But he was fighting little kids. Yeah. Like 16, 17-year-old kids, 18-year-old kids, right? And he was winning the Olympics, which is beautiful because it's hard to do. Right. And the best young guys in the world. Right. So when he was fighting amateur, he really was a professional. He's like 27, 28. He's a professional. So he turns pro. His second pro fight. He, he gets mauled. Well, he chooses the weakest of all the champions. So he thought. we uh, Giving you the Canelo Covilla. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to beat this guy because I know he can't do it. What happened is. That guy put the heat on his ass. He, sure he put the heat on him, boy. He, he stayed on him, didn't he? He stayed on him, mauled him. Yeah. yeah. Bullied, he bullied him. He bullied him. He bullied him. And, and so the the funniest thing about it was that that's where he really is. So 
all this other stuff we we say say about him. No, he's the guy that lost to the, the worst, the weakest of the champions, Cerrito, mm-hmm. right? Who had been in wars. Think about all. Yeah, he was all, he was on his way out. He, yeah. he, no, he was out, but just yeah. through boxing. Yeah, right. Oh, I give one more check. Remember? Yes, because he really didn't fight anymore after that. He beat him, and he, he hadn't been fighting. He went out to the sunset. Yeah, because what happens is, so that's why I say that's where Lomachenko really is. And what I mean by that is, he's that guy who two fights. Has he gotten better? We don't know because he hadn't fought anybody like that. That this is what I, I need to see. Like, yeah. like but once again, we're talking about a Bob Arum fighter. Yeah. So we're talking about a top ranked situation where, right? You know, are we going to see it? Right. Put it like this: five years ago, only in this era could he be so great. I agree. with Five you. years ago, five years ago, he would we not would not be talking about it because we're talking about him versus Terrence Crawford and Mikey Garcia and all those guys. Ten years ago, we wouldn't be talking about it. Because y'all remember Rafael Marquez? Yeah, and also 10 years ago, by the way, a young guy named Manny Pacquiao just right, moved up to 47. Right, yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. And he had ran up from 108. Right, he or walked through everybody. And he walked through anybody who wanted it. So think about that. So you see what I'm saying? 10 years ago. So we talk about, so he. it's all about timing. So oh, I, with, I agree. So, so I completely like, agree. So with Lomachenko, it's all about timing. I mean, it's like... And it's about marketing, too, like you were talking about earlier, because right. most of these guys are established by marketing right. and not actually the fighters that they're supposed to fight. Right, Because yeah. if you can hand-pick your fight, which they do a lot, a lot of cherry-picking now, right, yeah, yeah. then you can actually, you can mm-hmm. build this guy up to be something that he's really not until he gets into the real thunder. Right, right. right. You know, and this is And by the then, you've already made the money. The yeah. network has already made the money, so yeah. whether he pans... Right. If he pans out, even better. If not, then we got an upset and we got a rematch. Exactly. Because you know the deal is like with that what you're saying is this is that there are two different things that happen in boxing either you build a fighter or you develop a fighter right so if you build a fighter that's where you just get him fights get him fights he's not he's fighting underscript guys not good guys mm-hmm. just building his record padding his record building his record because you say so those guys the managers they have a vested interest in him say so we got to get him up to a certain point so we can make some money right and get our money back right or make some money off of him. A lot of times they don't want to invest anything in a fighter, get the money back. So, or you develop him. Like Arrow was developed, which is why he has right? the skills that he has now. And but we see a lot of guys are built. They just get the fights, get the fights, get the fights, to where they're only it worth something. Because now they're making two hundred fifty, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a fight. Right. Because in boxing, there's not a lot of money in boxing until you get to the until top. You get to the top. Yeah, I mean, then it becomes there's, lopsided. There's a big gap. Yes. I mean, I mean, when I say a big gap, big gap. But so, but these guys build these fighters up, then, but on weak and no foundation. So why would you build them up like that and not develop them? Not test them from here to time to time. I'm Listen, <clears throat> I'm all the way live. Yeah, I agree. Now, do you think that it'll ever be a union for the fighters? Because Yeah, that's something we talk about all the time yeah, on the show. Yeah, I think that it won't be a union because it's too hard. It will put boxing out of business only because... The small time promoters that move the move the needle, right? It keeps the uh the in small cities, mm-hmm. like club fights going, right? And they don't really make a lot of money unless you get a guy who's very popular within the city to sell tickets. Okay. Right? So if you have a union and a guy only can make so much money, that puts that guy out of the business because he can't afford those prices unless they would have just those prices to put like this. A kid from Dallas fights on Arrow's card, right? Say hypothetically, at home he makes about twelve to fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. for a four round fight. Fights on Arrow's card, he may make four thousand dollars. It's a big fight, a big budget. See what I'm saying? So it's like 
the union would smash out the little guy. Right. We only pay that guy fifteen hundred dollars. Like even when you do the small club shows, those guys don't even want to sell tickets. They just want to fight. But it's a business. <laughs> I said, no, right. I said, no, but you got to sell tickets because if your mother and father don't want to see you fight, why would we put you on a card? Yeah, it's true. Right? So, I mean, well, we talk about it in the context of benefits. Yeah, right? and health Because right. we've been through too many. I personally have been to too many gyms where you go work out and you see, oh, man, there's so-and-so. And it's a champ from that you knew from 10 or 15 Someone's years like Rocky. ago. Right. Yeah, that that's literally can't talk. Right. And that's in a just in a bad way. Right. And, Very unfortunate, and it happens all the I mean, time. Every, every, I would say, I would say, eighty percent of the time, uh, or maybe even upwards, a crazy number. Like ninety something. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's he, crazy. The Terry Norris was there last. Uh, night. We, yeah, saw we saw him, him. and you see, like, he's kind of messed up. He's yeah. messed up, and we saw him at the Triple G Danny Jacobs fight and talked to him. And I saw him again. I was like, I said, Hey, Mr. Norris, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. Again. I haven't seen you since New York. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a few guys like the Riddick Boas like that, you know? I mean, you know, it's like the CTE is real. The CTE is real. I mean, you take a lot of punches. And, and Think about this. Man. I started boxing when I was five years old. So I retired when I was 37. So if you think about all those years, amateur boxing. It's a lot like, of punches. So even with me and my gym, I make sure I have the most expensive insurance I can find. Because I want to make sure if something happens to somebody in the gym that they're good. They're taken care of. Yeah. Because I know I know the situation. I mean, I know what the possibilities are. I you, know, you're, you're really putting right, your life on right, the line. Yeah. And, 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 and see, the, the brain damage or the punch drunk syndrome comes from the gym, not the fight. Okay. Think yeah. about that. Because you, you spar all these rounds. You fight 10, 12, 8. So the, right, you but, sparred but, 200 rounds. Yeah, but, but what happens is when you get into the fight, it just you, you dehydrate it. So there's no fluid around, no water fluid to protect around, the brain. Protect the brain, and you, you may be taking punches in the gym, which is a whole other situation. It's hard to gauge that, right? So yeah. for me, I'm looking at these guys. I'm hey, stop, and because I care about the fighters. Yeah, you were a fighter, and if you're in my gym, you're my guy. Even though I'm training, you're my guy. It's I mean, you know, it's your responsibility. Yeah. I get you take that responsibility. So without a doubt, so. That's one of the key elements. Like a lot of guys are not experienced with seeing what pain looks like or knowing what it feels like. Because like now, like you have a lot of boxing trainers who never box, and that's okay because we need them too, right? But it's hard to recognize somebody being hurt if you've never been hurt. So think about the coaches who coach from a motivational perspective. You can motivate a guy to do something, and you can't because that guy may be hurt. But you don't see it, right? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta speak to him. He may be from, hiding the fact that he's right. hurt, and, and you, gotta, you can't figure out, you can't pick right. up the the right. thing cognitive. And, and and you have to, you have to talk to him from a perspective of pain, or being hurt, not from a perspective of let's go get him. It's for your kids. It's for this, right, no. right, 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 right. So Gassing him into something that's right. actually gonna ruin his life. Really, you can't because you can't motivate him to do that. If, if he his, can't do if it, his body can't respond. He can't acknowledge. What, yeah, and he's not in the right state of mind. Did you say something? Yeah. I, mean, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> I said it's for your kids. Get out there. <laughs> Go out there. You know. So and, and that's the reality of it. So I'm saying, just think about it. He's like, you know, and he's in the corner like this. They talk to him like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. How many times you see that? And then, so many times. And then, you all right? You all right? Because what's, what's the funny thing about it? Because if you ask him if you all right. 
And he'd be like, yeah, yeah. Then you say, what did I say? Huh? I'm all right. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. You know, yeah, you're right. So just let's like, go. That's- no, no. I want to know that you heard me. Acknowledge it. Yeah. Say what I said. You said something? So I, I, just thought, it, man. I, I thought I was just meditating here. <laughs> um, like, oh my goodness. So you gotta you gotta really be able to see it is what I'm saying and acknowledge it. Because it's really real like it's really real. Everybody who steps in the ring may have some sort of effect from you know, getting hit in the head. I mean, just like football players. You yeah. See them? And it's clear cut evidence that you're not supposed to be hitting your head right, yeah. once, let alone multiple right, yeah. times. Yeah. So, so but don't say it too many times. I, I, don't say it too many times. I'm like, I still make a living doing that. And you're making a good living. I'm, I'm not a thespian, right? <laughs> so listen, say, say, listen, we I, don't know yet. You might be a thespian. Might be. We, have, might be. we haven't seen it in your tool bag yet. I don't know. <laughs> Bring out something new all the That's time. It. That's it. Hey, yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> all right, folks. This has been a great conversation yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with a potential trainer of the year, Derek James. Coming to us out of Texas. Thanks for stopping by. Dallas. You know how busy you Dallas are. Specified Dallas. Okay, out of Dallas. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, for us, I'm, I'm wearing an Oakland shirt. I'm right. from I'm from L.A. California, Bay. and we we up in the Bay right now because because it's a cool space outside. So <laughs> so we bear we represent for the whole state. But shout out to coming out from Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Y'all put on for Dallas, and it was very clear. You saw that last night. I saw o- that Dallas o- represented o- Oak Cliff to be specific. Oak Cliff. Okay. I think I think Everybody baby in the fishnets was from Oak Cliff. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked him. <laughs> <laughs> she had a tattoo on her back. It said, it said, it said, it said OC. OC. It said Cliff. OC. What is that? What's that say? So what, what that girl was from, she was from L.A. She was an L.A. girl. That was the girl Kanye was singing about. L.A. girl. You remember that? L.A. girl. Oh, my goodness. That, that's who she was. Don't put her on us, man. Oh, man. <laughs> she could go through the airport with that fish nest in No chance. Why not? She was butt naked. Just, Literally. Why you can't go to the airport? Cheeks out. They can see everything. That's what TSA <laughs> won't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you do it next time. We'll see. Well, let me take you in the back room and see if you're all right. <laughs> what you got on you? <laughs> Bend over and cough because I, I can see through everything else. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And on this edition of the lewd version of the Ozone, <laughs> I want to thank Derek for coming out. Congratulations on a, on a big dog. Yeah. Thank you, Bruce. I want to leave you with a quote from Helen Keller. Yeah. A bend in the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. Keep your eyes open, folks. Be ready to adjust. We're all in this thing together. You have been listening to the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. Living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. Living the living the this is not just a game. Here is my life. It's just my life.